I'm DJ. I'm Brittany. And I'm Bree. And this is Surviving Life. Hello, everybody. We are Surviving Life. We're back for another episode. Welcome. Welcome. We got uh, Chewy and Thea here with us. Yes. Along with Brittany and myself. I am DJ. I am Brittany. And I think we're just going to bullshit here at the beginning. I, I told Brittany, I was like, I need I need a little therapy <laughs> in my life. I just need to talk to somebody. This is it's how been you need to survive your life. It really is. Yeah. You know, we've taken a few weeks off doing this because, you know, things have just kind of been hitting hard. Yes. So uh, things have been very real. Yeah. I mean, have you been reading anything watching anything so i've i've obviously well, been... wait 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 the most oh. important thing that i need to do right now is oh oh listen to that mm. i need to crack this beer <laughs> first of all let me just say i got Brittany. <laughs> this is Brittany's christmas present from me and a lovely christmas it is christmas present time it is. here and the only reason i got it is because there is a jolly Long-haired, red-headed fellow on the... He kind of looks like you. Don't say that. He looks well, fucking awful. If you, if you poofed your hair up and you grew like a beard and a mustache... Stop. I can't. I can't grow facial hair. I can't either. Well, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> yeah, but I had to crack this beer right here. Good. So, proceed with your... Proceed. S- with your... So, how have I... you active. How have I been being active and surviving? Well, I've been working out every day, like again, which has been great because I normally work out every week, but I don't work out every single day. So that's mm. definitely been helping okay. me. And then I have, where is it? I have my Dan Rather book that I brought up. Um, it has been great. It Something's dying in the walls. I what know. is that? I think <laughs> Is there a fucking mouse in the wall? No, it's like it's somebody outside and I think they're pulling their trash can down. Holy shit. Day. I know. This is this house was like built in the 20s or whatever, so like the insulation <laughs> is not very good and we have this room soundproof, but I mean, the trash so can just rules all. Holy hell. I know it sounds like it's coming down. I so it snowed the other day and I was outside shoveling at like 5:30 in the morning and my car is parked out back and i like i hear this like this rumble and it's like and i like turn around and like this big like pile of snow just fell off the roof and i was like did the roof just cave in and i just kind of looked around the corner i was like no everyone's still alive inside i'm gonna keep shoveling (laughs) probably (laughs) fine i'm actually happy that the goddamn snow is melting mm-hmm. it was hot out when i hot but i mean it was it was hotter out today than it had been yeah we got a lot of snow too. got a lot of snow last wednesday it was like a last year we storm. didn't get any it was Nothing. weird and then this year we're like not even in january and here's our snowstorm yeah it's fine it's but, fine um so yeah i've been so you've been working out i don't do that so <laughs> i've been working out oh i uh, I used to work out like three hours a day and that all that got cut down to like a half an hour just because of life life and yeah so now I'm back up to like an hour so that like that's making me really happy and then it's awesome I um got this Dan Rather book oh it's called like the uh like the news guy the news Dan, guy Dan so first off 
can we just talk about how Dan Rather is 90 years old? I did not know Didn't that. fucking know that. I didn't that. know he was 90. And let me tell you, this man's Twitter fucking hits. He is, do you follow him on Twitter? He's amazing. Uh, spoiler alert. I don't have Twitter. Oh. I don't tweet. Get, I'm not a twatter. Get with the times. Mm-hmm. Well, he has a Twitter and he just fucking kills it. Every, like his, his posts are amazing. But this book is kind of like, it's called What Unites Us and it's about his life throughout like time and like and and then he each chapter is like on something that unites us so like there's voting and there's freedom and immigration and empathy well i'm and, sure like, he has a lot to say too he's he been does. through he's been through it all so what's cool is he talks about how like these different things unite us but then he also talks about his experience and why these things unite us and his life experience and it's it's just really interesting to see and like the one thing that was really cool is he talks about like uh the racial inequalities and stuff and like how how people grew up and how he grew up was like that was just part of the times and he's like i would love to go back and say that like i fought really hard for these rights back then but like he's just you just it just kind of was part of the times and that i mean that was really cool but this book came out, I think, in 2018. Well, I'm sure a lot of people that have any kind of a soul probably feel that definitely. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I can't imagine having grown up back then and going through these things. And yeah. you don't know what, you know, I, I don't know. You, I, I guess you just kind of roll with the punches back then. But, you know. Yeah. And he was younger, too. I mean, he was born in like 40 something. So yeah. this man or no. No, not 40-something. He's 90, so he was born in like... Yeah, okay, yeah. He's probably born in the tw- no, thir- 20s, 30s? 20s, My granddad is 91. 30s. So he's like, yeah. So he was born in the 30s because it's 2020. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're not good at math. Math is hard. <laughs> but yeah, he's a he's a cool guy. And I, this is the first book that I have read in probably over like five years that I finished within a week of getting it. Like I just blew through it. I couldn't put it down. It's a really, really great book. And it's kind of refreshing, especially just like with everything going on this year. It's really nice to like hear his words and his experiences and what he thinks. Yeah. And like the things that he thinks that unite us as a nation, which is kind of I would highly recommend this book to everybody, especially right now, just because of everything that's happening in the world. It's really nice to have a a, a nice book that tells you about how to unite and yeah, get together and absolutely. work together and what we can do to be better as a nation. So I highly recommend it. And awesome. TV shows. I was trying to think. Nothing. Nothing. I've watched the first few episodes of The Mandalorian. <sighs> I, didn't I haven't watched any it. of it yet, and I it's been killing me because I see everybody post about it. Well, the final I episode. Saw, so I mean, I I love Kevin Smith. He's like my my dude, my nerd guy. I love Mallrats, Clerks, all that shit. Mm-hmm. You know, Silent Bob. And uh, I saw he posted, and he was fucking crying. It like made him emotional. Like this last episode. And I'm like, oh my god! That's what I saw. I'm like, I am not fucking ready for. That. I mean, I want to. I want to watch it so badly, but I'm like, what could bring someone to tears? I'm a like, lot I of can't even imagine. A lot of the things that I was watching was like people just crying, or not watching, like that I've seen on my social media is people like crying at the last episode, and I'm like, yeah, I can't. What? Star Wars, like I know, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> I mean, I love Star Wars. Just I do as much too. As the next person, and but. it is. It does have like it's like emotional, like 
spots i guess but i but for people to be like oh my god i think the last time i really got like super duper emotional if we're talking about star wars (laughs) was when han got killed oh spoiler alert well you know if you haven't it's been about five years so if you haven't haven't seen seen it it by now like that that got me just because i'm like oh my god i can't believe you know, no more Harrison Ford. I I don't know. It made me a little emotional. That's fair. Yeah. You got any, nothing else? No podcast you listen to? Anything? Um, podcast, podcast, podcast. Um, astonishing legends. Actually, uh, our producer Phil actually recommended that to me. Philly I, Phil. Philly Phil. <laughs> um, he is from Philly. That's funny. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. I I started listening to that one. That one's really cool. It's just a bunch of different like stories i think the one episode that i listened to the one that he sent to me was like one about aliens or whatever and like um they had this like expert on there and he was talking about like when there's crop circles or anything like that like this guy goes in and he like gets the dirt from those crop circles and like the dirt's like different like the the comp like or the 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 stuff that's in dirt. I don't. This wasn't know. the guy that's like on Ancient Aliens with the fucking hair. No, I don't think it was that guy. But hey, I do. Like I've Ancient seen aliens. that guy in person. I've been within feet of that man. Does he look like that? Yes. Does he look like a crazy? Person? It was actually fucking awesome. I saw him. He was at a convention. He was at one of the horror horror, horror not horror 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 conventions that I go to because I'm a giant nerd. But yeah, that doesn't make you a nerd going to convention. I went cool. Hold on, you wanna, you know who I was at that convention with? This will make me even bigger nerd. Yeah, my mom. Oh, that doesn't. That's sweet. I think that's very lovely that you <laughs> went to mama. a convention with your mom. Yeah, I think that's very nice. Well, so my okay. You ready for my my therapy? Because like I gotta unload like everything I've Do been it. watching and doing and Let all it this out. shit. Because I've actually been I've actually been watching stuff and I I I haven't watched things in a while. Okay, I just been like I usually just binge shit I've already fucking seen and it makes me depressed. Same. Well, um, it doesn't make me depressed though. Uh, no, I love it. I'm just saying like <laughs> it makes me depressed. I just yelled into this thing, but it ah. it makes me depressed and like that like I can't pull myself to watch something else. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm watching New Girl again. Oh uh, yeah, uh, that's where I'm at with Shit's Creek right now. Or the oh, Shit's this is the, this is the third one. time that I brought this up because I fucking love that show mm. so much. It's like our third episode, I should say, that I brought this up. Yeah, I just love. No, okay, so here, here you go. This is I, I got something to bitch about. Do it. Why I'm is, here for it? I, I just I, I'll get into what I'm watching and shit, but I got like Christmas pisses me off. What did it do to you? It's okay. Everything is so fucking expensive. It doesn't matter what you get. I am, by all means, a poor person, pretty much. I think everybody's a poor person this and year. I spent over a thousand dollars, and I, I, I wrapped it all last night. And I'm like, there's like nothing here. What the oh, fuck yeah. did I spend my money on? Like, what the hell? It pissed. It just, it just bothers me. It bothers everything's me too. so fucking expensive. It is. And I hate it. My nephews for Christmas. I was like, what do you guys want? And they're like. We just want like a hundred dollars, and I'm like, yeah, it's just the norm. I just want a hundred dollars. I'm like, what do you two think I do for a living? And but and normally, and I mean, 2020 has not been kind to anybody. And so normally, like, I would like bartender or whatever, and it was different, and I could like, 
go above and beyond for everybody. Yep. But this year it was a this year was like super super low key for me for Christmas. So I I only got like a few people presents. And as far as like my family's concerned, we're just like we're just gonna do like the kids right. and grandchildren, whatever. So well, that's my problem. All my fucking sisters had a million goddamn kids. So yeah, I gotta, so even I gotta buy a bunch even of shit. when it's like we're just doing the kids, it's like well, there's sixty kids. Well, so. and see. It, it was easier when they were young because mm-hmm. you could just get them something and it's kind of meaningless because they don't they don't know about it anyways. So you're like, oh, I'll get them this $5 fucking toy and they won't have any, they won't know any different. Right. Now they're all older. I just bought my nephew, who's like a all-star baseball player, bought him a bat, broke me. I was like, oh my God. Bats are expensive. Bats are super expensive. Unless but you I like wanted him to get a nice like bat. aluminum one, yeah. Yeah. So I, I got him a nice bat. And then my my older niece, she's going back to college, and she needed all this fucking houseware shit. So I got yeah. her, a, I got her a, a, a what do you call it? A, what do you call it? A coffee pot. The 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 nice ones. What are a they cur- called? A Keurig. Keurig. Yes, I got her a Keurig. And I don't know. It's just it's it just, adds. It up. just adds up. It's it's just a pain in the ass. You get somebody this one thing that's like sixty dollars. Yeah. Yeah. And you hope that it's like oh I hope they use this shit. Right. God. Yeah, my other niece a fucking lamp. A lamp. Lamps are expensive. Stupidly. When I like, I remember like when I moved in by myself, like I was like, I need lamp. I need lighting. <laughs> I need lamp. I need, I, I need lamp. And they were so fucking expensive. Yeah. Like even when you get like just the like standalone ones, like the one that's behind you that aren't fancy or anything, they're fucking expensive too. Yep. Oh, that was the other thing. I spent, hard. spent $50 at the fucking dog store. Oh, yeah. It's your... It's my it's dog's... It's gotcha day. It's gotcha day, as my niece says. Mm. I'm like... Well, I, she said that to me last night. I said, what the hell is gotcha day? It's the day we got him, because we don't know what his actual birthday is. I'm like, uh-huh. I have a gotcha day for Chewy. I have it marked down somewhere, but yeah. Yeah. Because when I got Chewy, I still don't even know how old Chewy is. He could be 12 years old. He could I'm be... I'm pretty a- sure Chewy's... 500 years old. I was going to say I don't think 500. he dies. I think he just keeps going. Well, that's the running joke in our house is that like Chewy was here before man and he's going to be here after man and somehow Probably. he got condemned to the body of a Yorkie. <laughs> so that's his curse in this current life. <laughs> you poor bastard. I know. You. But, he, but he's evil, but he's cute. So. Yeah, he's all right. No, he's not evil. He's These just dogs. It's the laziest I've ever seen them. I think Brittany drugged it's them before li- no, we came in here. No, it's literally because right before you came, I took them on like the longest walk, and I was like, "All right, I'm this not- is the standard right here." Yeah, I'm like, "Well, I do last th- time I think she gave them cocaine or something because they were going nutty." Oh gosh, it just depends. It depends. Sometimes I can walk them for an hour, and I come back home, and they're still like, "Oh, we need more," and I'm just like, Ugh. "Okay." So I am trying to finish this book that I've been reading. What is it? It is called educated okay. which i really like it it's really awesome i'm i'm, I'm about 100 pages away away from being done so is it like a real story yeah it's or? about this girl her name's tara 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 mm-hmm. i don't know and um and she like grew up uh mormon okay. but like hardcore mormon and they were like doomsday preppers and things like that oh you wow. know i mean i think a lot i don't don't quote me here because I don't know anything about being a Mormon, but I think they they prepare a lot for like the end of days and things like that. Uh-huh. But a lot of them don't actually do those things. These people like prepared for it, like they had the bunkers and the doomsday, and they had like all the shit that you need. Like if shit was going down, they had a bag packed for it. Like yeah. it was, they were ready to go. 
Um, but it's a it's a very interesting story, and it's just kind of about her growing up and the, and her getting out because they didn't go to school, they didn't believe in school and shit like that. Right. So she ends up going to college and doing all this stuff. But it, it's very very interesting book. So I've been reading that. Ooh, I've been that trying sounds to like read something that, I would like. Trying to finish it, and uh, and also. I, I got it as a birthday gift. I got the uh, Jay Shetty book oh, that yeah. I started reading, which is it's a it's a good book, but it's like you have to like try and live this life, and I'm trying to do it like step by step. Yeah, so I'm reading the book like kind of in pieces as I try and almost do like some it's of these a guide. Things. Yeah, it's a guide. Yeah, I, I, I texted Bree the other day, and I'm like, "Am I fucking doing this right, or should I just read the whole goddamn thing, or what?" But she said, you should probably just do it the way you're doing it. So well, I'm, whatever I'm works it. for you, yeah, right? Yeah, I'm just kind of reading it in sections because I, that's kind of how it's set out. I think What's it called? Think Like a Monk? I think yeah. that's what yeah. it's I listen to, I do listen to the Jay Shetty podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I, That's not one of the ones that I listen to on a regular basis. That's one of the ones that like I won't listen to for a little bit and then I'll like binge a whole bunch of episodes. Yeah. But um, he's an amazing human and he makes like these videos that he puts out. He he does a lot. He does a lot. That's really good. Well, I mean, it was crazy just to because I haven't gotten too far because, like I said, I'm trying to do this, you know, how it's mapped out in the book. And but just hearing how his life kind of was, and he, you know, he went to college and he did all that stuff, and then he just he just went off and became a monk. Yeah, because it sounded right to him. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's fucking that's that's a tough thing to do for anybody. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've heard things. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna start doing that. And I never fucking did. You well, know what I mean? Like, it's it's kind of like when people dabble in any religion, really. It's kind yeah. of like whatever speaks to you. Some people don't dabble in religion at all. Like, yeah. uh, or people get into crystals or just meditation. Hi, like, mom. I, listen, God, she loves them crystals. Look beside you. We have crystals she, right there. Oh, God. There yeah. are. There's crystals here. Yeah, there's crystals. That one's a ro- rose quartz. One's a gold stone, the like, coppery looking one. I don't know what the other when one is. When I was in um, South Dakota, there... They had, I got my mom all kinds of crystals and shit because mm-hmm. they have all kinds of them there. That's how it was when we went to Utah. Like we went, like there was this one shop and it was like the crystal shop and we went in there and spent so much money on yeah. fucking crystals. And I like them and I don't know if they actually do anything, Um, but I, yeah. it's all, I, uh, it, it's listen, like a placebo. You believe, you believe it it, it could be it a placebo effect. I yeah. don't know. My mom but, is hardcore into it. Can't mm-hmm. tell her any different. She she's all about it. I know. She I, loves when it. I spoke with your mom the one day that I was with her, I was yeah. like, "You are right up my alley." Like, yeah, she is. She's, uh, she's very spiritual about. Uh, she the, is. She's with all that. Well, your mom's fucking awesome. Your mm-hmm. mom's definitely a survivor. Mom definitely is. Um. Okay. So and then I I I watched a lot of documentaries. Yes. Well, a couple. I watched a couple documentaries, docu series. Yeah. I watched one. It was called Murder on Middle Beach. Oh my gosh, I've been watching that. Have you been watching that? That's the one that I. That's the other show that I was watching. I couldn't think yeah. of. Yeah. I've been watching that. Like, is is it done? I don't think it's, it's done. done. Oh, it's done. Is it? Maybe uh, there's I only. I think there's only like four or five episodes. I don't think that I saw the last episode, but I have been watching that, and that's fucking bananas. They definitely take you spoilers. on like a, yeah, spoilers. They definitely take you on like a, well, I'm, we're not going to spoil the whole thing because I've seen it all. She hasn't, but they definitely take you on a roller coaster as to like what way they're they're thinking. You know what I mean? Which is good because yeah. a lot of documentaries will just shoot you in this one direction. Right. They're kind of taking you on all these different roads and avenues and it's like I, it could be anybody at this What point. I love about that documentary is that it's the son. So the yeah. mom passes away 
gets murdered. Yeah, she, de- she, she definitely gets got murdered. murdered. Yeah. And years later, the son like starts making this documentary. I think it took him like five years. Oh, it took to him make. longer than that. I think it took him. I, I think it took him from the time that she passed almost until a couple years after that. I think it took him almost ten years to to, to make so this. So what's cool about that is that he like just hits every angle yep. which is so cool because they're these are people in his life oh they're his family they're his family they're like and he's like somebody in the family did this dad sisters aunts yeah like and everybody. the sister aspect that like threw me for a loop threw me for one too and I, and yep. he's and what's really cool is that he he doesn't pass judgment on anybody he's just trying to get facts but then there's like that underground like club that the yep. the women what was it like oh it was the gifting circles the gifting circles yeah. which that like blew my mind mine too because it was like i thought it was like like when they said it in the documentary i thought they were selling like tupperware or something no they're like you have to pay a thousand yeah, dollars you just pay money and then it, you, it's like a it's, it's on it's a pyramid scheme but it's like you have all these no people under you that you get the, the incentive is that they bring money in and then you're if you're at the head of it you have your little dinner thing or whatever the hell it is and you get all the you get all the money and then Wait, you start at the bottom and then somebody else goes to the top that just like that blows my mind like that that whole thing just blew my mind and i was like i like pyramid schemes i just don't think that i could ever like i i, I couldn't and i remember like a few years ago when like like when doTERRA started to get big and like unique and companies like that yeah and I, I've definitely bought oil from people and like makeup, but I'm just like, you really got to hustle oh, when yeah. you do something Absolutely. like that. To like, well, and that's money. what the, that's what these people's problem was, is that at first it got so big that they couldn't control it, and somebody blew the whistle on it. But like, yeah, they were trying to get people that had the means. They wanted people brought in that had, had money. But at the end of the day, if you have money, why would you need to get yourself into this anyways? Right. So they were bringing people in from like AA, AA groups. And these these were people that were, you know, never should have been in anything like this because, you know, they have they have their own set of problems going on. They don't yeah. need this whole other thing coming in. But I, uh, yeah. So, I mean, the, I, I watched that. I thought that was great. I like the direction that they kind of like leave you in, but you haven't watched it yet, so I won't ruin it for you. Yeah, I think I have one more episode left. Yep. But um, yeah. So. And I watched another documentary or docu series. Uh, it's called Heaven's Gates. It's about that cult. Oh my gosh! There's a podcast about Heaven's Gate. I have to listen to it because it, it's honestly kind of amazing. Like I, listening to it or watching it. I can't remember the name of the podcast off the top of my head. But yeah, the Heaven's Gate. I re- so I remember being a kid, yeah, and seeing that on the news when all those people, all people like died, killed themselves, drank yeah. the Kool Aid, yeah. and like died or whatever. Like I'm very torn with that because after watching the documentary and or it's like like I said, it's a docu series, so there, I think there's like four or five, six episodes, something like that. But it was interesting because it's literally called the Heaven's Gate podcast. Oh well, that, that that's what this is called. I mean, they call themselves Heaven's Gate. Yeah, and that, but Gate. that's like what the podcast is yeah. called is Heaven's Gate. I listen to that. Yeah, it's fucking bananas. It is. It's wild, and it's like I, I'm torn because like they're you know I mean there's cults and and these people genuinely like thought this was gonna happen. Do you know what I mean? Like that a that the, the flying saucer was gonna come pick them up after they killed themselves and do all, and right. do all stuff. Like there's a difference there. They made tapes. 
yeah before they did it like saying like they were you know this i don't is what know it was this was their family da, 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 that they wouldn't do it and i mean i don't know i guess to a certain extent they were brainwashed but they really thought it and like when you talk about like jonestown and all or jonestown jonestown or whatever mm-hmm. and those people didn't th- there were guys with guns around like they they had to drink that cool later they were gonna get shot anyways well, like yeah. they, they couldn't leave but then you look at like waco texas and they could leave kind of kind of but i don't know like there's so there's so many fucking cults yeah but like i just wonder i just always wonder these people are so smart that are in these cults and i don't understand it's because they get sucked into it I, I just i don't get it so the the theory behind it and this is just me i'm gonna be paraphrasing and just kind of like pulling from things that i've watched and listened to is like it's not stupid people that get into uh, no no i mean i don't want to call anybody stupid but People that well, I'm usually, a dummy. I wouldn't fall for it. Well, Cult usually, wouldn't want me. Usually, people that get into cults are looking for a higher purpose, and and they're usually successful people or or people who are doing okay. Yeah. And they like um the Nexum cult. We've talked about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that started out as a program to kind of better yourself, essentially. Right. right? So that like something like that. And I think I said this when we talked about it is that I could see myself falling into something like that kind of like a little bit because like I I would I am somebody who I feel like I would want to go to a program where it's like, can I learn more? Can I like build on a skill that I already have? Yeah, absolutely. And that's kind of how these things. I thought that too at the beginning when I watched that. I was like, what's wrong with this shit? I don't do anything wrong. Then like uh, now the part that would fucking get me is when it's like, well, if you pay three thousand dollars, yeah, then you can do this, and I'd be like, mm, no, I'm good. Like, I'm not gonna do all that. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. Cults are so weird. They are, but it, it was it was a good docu series either way. Uh, very. Is that on HBO? I watched it on HBO Max. I don't know if it's on regular HBO. The Murder on Mill Beach is. I don't know if this one is. I'll it have might to be. Watch I'm not it, sure. Oh, we have HBO Max. Oh, do you? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, Interesting. And then the only other thing I've been watching is Christmas movies. Mm-hmm. Just been diving into the Christmas movies. What's your favorite Christmas movie? Okay. Yeah, so my favorite Christmas movie is uh, Christmas Vacation. National Lampoon's Christmas okay. Vacation. Okay, that's like everyone's favorite Christmas. Oh movie. my! I guess I'm just a generic fuck. I you're don't not, know. You're not. You're not. But it 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 it's a it's a classic movie. It's I a good love movie. that one, and, and I, I like the vacation movies. Just oh in yeah, general. they're they're fantastic. But Chevy Chase is amazing. I will say this, and this is going to be an unpopular opinion because people have you know they don't I don't know they don't consider it a Christmas movie, but Die Hard is my shit. Now you probably do you sit on the other side of this? No. Here's where I am. Here's where I'm at with Die Hard. I don't think Die Hard was made as a Christmas movie. Definitely wasn't. I think that popular culture has turned it into a Christmas movie. Yes. And with that being said, I mean, I watch that movie anytime of the could year. Be a so Christmas, it doesn't matter. Any any movie could yeah. really be a Christmas movie if when it, if it just takes place during Christmas. If it I takes mean, place during Christmas. Is. Oh my gosh! I'm so glad we <laughs> we brought this up. So the Christmas movie that I watch every year is uh, the one that I always watch is it's a wonderful life. Like if I watch nothing else, my mom, that's what I she watch. It's that's a, her thing. I watch Loves it's a it. wonderful life. Cause I just love it. And this year I watched, you want the moon, Mary? Yeah. I'll give you the moon. It's so great. Put a lasso around it. Put a lasso around it. I, I can't do, I can't imitate him. He's just amazing. But that one's the one that I watch every year, like without fail. And then, okay, so I have this thing where I like watching really like bad Christmas horror movies. 
every year. Yeah, like year. the one you sent me the other, or what was that, yesterday? It was Snapchatted me? Sunday, oh, Saturday God. or Sunday. Santa Slay. Goldberg. You watched it with me. The day that I- I did watch The day, the day that I bought that movie. Yeah, I did. It on was the third when, floor. It was when, yeah, yeah, on that third floor when yep. Blockbuster was going out of business. <laughs> I went, like, I got that movie- and I watch that movie every year. It's like, it's like not, I don't even think it's an hour and a half long. And it, like in the beginning, like, it's the worst, <laughs> but the beginning scene is like Fran Dresser and Chris Kattan yeah. and the dad from Elf. I can't remember that actor's name, but I watched that movie. Oh, uh, oh no, no, no. Dad from Elf. Uh, yeah. Um. Will Ferrell's dad. Oh, James Caan. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. He's in that, and I just like, I just fucking love it. And oh my gosh, um, Rebecca Gayhart, I think is her yeah. name. Oh, there's like good people in this but, movie. But like, it's only understand. in the beginning scene and like the opening scene, like everybody gets killed. Spoiler, and <laughs> spoiler, <laughs> and then it goes into the story. But like, it's my favorite. Uh, you gotta put some big old fucking air quotes with that. The yeah. story. Yeah. Oh. Well, but like it just it's so great i i don't know why but like and sometimes i'll like go down the rabbit hole and just like get on netflix or like hulu or whatever and just look up like horror christmas movies there's some good ones silent night deadly night is a good one i've never seen that one black christmas black christmas i want either one. in theaters like cause oh you're talking about the new one the newest one well not okay so they're <laughs> so there's the old one that mm-hmm. was like 74 which mm-hmm. i love I, I love that one i also like the remake I went and saw the remake in theaters. When I saw the remake in theaters. I saw that Christmas Day. And then they just came out with another one that came out this at the beginning of the year. Oh, really? Or at the end of last year? I can't remember. Last was, Christmas, probably. It was it was Black Christmas though. Was but it, it was did it have it, Lacey Chabert in it? No. Okay. Well, why no, no. That's that? the that's the one that that's the other one. Oh, okay. That's that's, that's okay. The, that's the like the 2006 re- version of okay. Black that Christmas, which I like that one. And the, the the newer one is also cool, but it's it's very it's very different from 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 the old one. They, Interesting. They, they changed it up. So yeah, I just uh, yeah, been watching Christmas movies. I watched Christmas Chronicle, which I loved. I I've oh been, yeah, I've I did been holding watch off on seeing. I think it. I wait. Did I? I think I talked to you on the phone about yeah. Christmas Chronicle because I said that I was watching that. Got drunk on a Friday night and I watched Christmas Chronicle. Turn up. Yep. That's what I do. I'm 33. Hi. Um. Yeah. So that's, that's oh it. oh. Oh, one podcast. It's called it? Let's Not Let's Not Meet. It's very like I don't know. It was I heard it on um, uh, My Favorite Murder. They had said something about it, and I heard that on My Favorite Murder too. And I looked okay. it up, and it's very like the 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 how it's laid out is very cool. He kind of just gets right into it. Yeah, he just starts telling these stories, and they're not like it's not like murder stories or anything like that, but it's like he just starts telling stories of like creepy shit that's happened to people. Okay. And they just, at the end of it, he said, you know, they'll, they'll say, there are these people's was, stories and they just say, let's not meet. Was that like on their most recent episode? It was on one of them. I was going to yeah. say. I just listened to it. Yeah. And I was like, dude, this is actually kind of cool. And it's creepy, some of the stories that they tell. Yeah. But yeah, so that's what I've been doing. And also, I want to I want to talk about uh, Black Santa. Okay. So- we're gonna, this is going to be the perfect segue because we're going to address the elephant in the room, which is Bree is not here. Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk about that. And then, yes. um, yeah. So last year for Christmas, Bree got me Black Santa, um, which I was really appreciative of because the listeners don't know I'm half black and I Ew. really embrace that side. And this year <laughs> has been like uh, 
interesting. Yes. To, with to say with with everything that's yeah. going on in the world, and yeah. I've been you know active in it as much as I can be. But anyway, Brie got me this Santa Claus last year. I'm not gonna lie, I like this version of Santa better. It's, he looks a little more chill than, it's, than other so Santa. He's so great. He's he's amazing. He's got his pot of coffee. Him. And I didn't like I didn't get any Christmas decorations out this year. Really, like we I got I have a Charlie Brown tree, like a legit Charlie Brown tree, and then I have Black Santa. So that's kind of what's out. What right else now. do you need? But that's it. That is all I need. But yeah, normally I try and decorate the house like a winter wonderland, and I just I didn't have it in me this year. So yeah, but but yes, okay. So so we're gonna talk about why Brie is not Brie here. Brie is not with us today. She's not here today. She's not with she's us. Not with, I shouldn't <laughs> say that as bad. No. Uh, yeah, she's not here today. Um. So Brie's a nurse, and she works yes. in a retirement home. And the retirement home that she works at had uh started to have a covid outbreak it's running through there like wildfire it is i spoke with her as did you yeah. and i asked her how many cases they have now and she's like they just keep going up yeah but brie herself has contracted covid yes so we have taken some time off because of that and we've been trying to figure out we really took time to off because she couldn't because she, she didn't want to be around us because you know because what she was around and this has been happening for almost a month yeah i mean it's been it's been a while yeah the last time we recorded was like uh, like around beginning my birthday? of november we were gonna record we were gonna on your record birthday. On my birthday yeah yeah so we've we've taken some time off and i mean for me personally i don't know how it was i, I know that for me it's been very hard yeah um because we were we're just getting our feet wet here and we had to take some time off and figure out what we were gonna do. So yeah, yeah. Bree's not here. Bree Bree got the COVID, but yes, before that it was like she didn't want to be around us. So we were trying to you know accommodate her and figure out what we're gonna do. She really wanted to do it too. I mean, a, a she few wants of these to be here right at the last minute, and it, it just sucks. Yeah, yeah. Bree really actually wants to be here, so it it it's that that makes it hard too. Is you know we didn't want to do anything without her, but we kind of decided we're gonna bite the bullet and do it but yep. but the good news is is that she is getting Better. she has recovered yeah. she yeah. has recovered yeah. from her covid the first few i'm gonna probably the first week was probably the hardest yeah 100 and her. i think i think even before she knew she had it she was she was, she was starting to get something. sick which yeah. is the opposite of what you had like you just lost your taste and your smell but you i feel didn't... so bad because she texted me and she was like <laughs> she was like did, did, she had like this laundry list. She's like, did any of this happen to you? Because she was, she was feeling real bad. Yeah. And and I'm like, I was like, I wish I had a better answer for you. I said, but I, mine, I was waiting for like the ball to drop. Yeah. When I had mine. Like I was waiting around to get the fever, to get the to get the sickness, to, mm -hmm. to feel all these things. And I never did. Yeah. The, the only thing that happened to me was the was the the smell and the taste, mm -hmm. which was weird itself. But, you know, I, I can't imagine what, 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 what she's going through, um, having, having all these symptoms and, and the shivers and the, and the headaches and the, uh, it's and, like, and the fevers and all this stuff. She's like, like I, I feel like I have the flu, but like worse, worse like yeah. way worse. Uh, yeah. And, and, and it's hard and, and just emotionally on her, it's hard too, because we talked about recording like remotely and mm -hmm. doing that, but it, you know, it's tough to see the residents have COVID too. 
Yeah, she definitely that she, every day. She, she she she's a feeler. Like she feels that. She is an empath. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't know what that was. Uh, yeah. No. Okay, yeah, no. Yeah, no. She that's is what though. It is. She just she feels so mu- so 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 much. Like she feels all these people's pain, and she kind of like puts it on herself. And I'm the same way. Like I, whatever energy somebody's bringing to me is what I'm feeling, and like I have you know anxiety and depression and all yeah. that. So like. Uh, you know when that hits it just hits but like i definitely pick up on other people's feelings so if somebody else is like feeling any type of way i feel it too and i and i and i was working with brie especially at the beginning of covid um before i got let go from there and i remember doing like the phone calls with people the zoom calls like i would be in their rooms and i would help them like with the computers and everything and like talk to their family and set everything up and i would just kind of sit there in case they needed anything and that, I mean, that was rough Yeah. just to like even see that. So now she's in, she's definitely in the thick of it more than I ever was or well, ever would be. So. Listen, it's hard enough to work at one of these places when COVID isn't happening. Yeah. Because I mean, I spent, I've spent a lot of time at that one in particular. That's where my granddad was. Right. And you know, he had dementia, but there's a lot of people in there. And when you start to care about these people and then something like COVID comes through and it, like it like it has there. Yeah. And there's people there she cares about and she's seeing them get COVID. And it's just it's just a hard thing. It's, well, like, it, it's really tough. I mean, add on to the fact that that you're going through you going through your own shit. Yeah. And then, you know, you, you have these people that can't see their families. And, and, and you know, it's just a, it's just a horrible thing. Well, I remember like the first episode, Brie even saying like everything you learned as a nurse went out the window. And I remember like being there at the beginning of everything. And it was like, well, we're just going to like throw all that out the window. Everything that everybody has to learn every year, precautions and everything just out the window. And this is how we're going to get around it or this is how we're going to do it or whatever. So, yeah, she's going through a lot. And like my at my mom's retirement home. Yeah, your mom. That she she works at. It's happening there. And I like spoke with my mom yesterday and she was like, there's like 20 some residents that have it. And I was just like, I, I literally like grabbed my heart and I was like, that's terrifying. It's awful. It's terrifying that like these old people are getting it. And and a lot of it, unfortunately, is just due to the fact that like these people that work in their retirement homes still have to live their normal life. They have to go to the grocery store. Yep. They have to do whatever. And like, I'm sure that there are people that are taking every single precaution. I'm sure there are people who are leaving work and not taking any precautions. So it's... It's funny working, like going to hospitals and stuff and being around people that work at hospitals mm-hmm. and that there are there are some people that really are are a little more relaxed with it. Yeah. I don't know, I don't know how to put that. But they, they I don't want to say they don't believe it, but they're not they're like they work in this field so they should see it, but they don't. Do you know what I mean? Well, like they still are kind of like hesitant it, about it. I think I think what it is, I think the reason that some some people are relaxed and some people aren't, right? So like you have some hospitals and facilities or whatever who have experienced COVID and have seen the effects that it has had. And then you have some that haven't. Yeah. And then you have some places that have experienced COVID, but not on a scale where like people are dying and ice trucks have to be bought it brought in for the bodies to be in. Like it just, I really just think it depends on what people see. I think it's one of those things that people have to see to believe. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, I, I agree with that. Cause I think a lot of people that do what we do, 
we're couriers. Mm-hmm. Like we go in and out of these hospitals. I think they all think because oh well, I've been around it since the beginning. You know, yeah, I haven't gotten it yet. So I mean, and and I've been around. I've been into the hospitals and I've been here and I've been there. Yeah, I guess I guess I can un- not understand, I but can, I guess I can see it. I can I can see it, but I also like I just have such compassion for humanity that yeah. like I like I I will always like. I think I went in somewhere the other day and I didn't have my mask on and I don't, I don't know why. Like, I think I put my glasses on and for some reason I just felt like I put my mask on or whatever. And Mm -hmm. I was just like, Oh my God. I was like, I'm so sorry. I forgot my mask. Like I just, I I don't know. Felt like you were dirty in the air. I felt like I like just ruined everybody's fucking day. Yeah. But well, I hopefully, hopefully, and I, you know, I I hope that with the, the vaccine coming that, it kind of maybe puts people's mind at ease and hopefully it works. I don't know, you know, well, who here's the hell the thing knows? With I don't, vaccines I don't know. Is that one, this well, virus is so new. And your brother scared the bejesus out of me earlier. Oh, what he, did he what, say? Did, I didn't, oh, I didn't, didn't see that. I didn't see it. We're, I'm in a group message with DJ and my brother. I didn't, I didn't see it. He said that they were offering, or they will be, cause he's a, you know, he's an essential worker Yeah. and they're going to be offering the vaccine, but they don't know, they don't know how it works really. I mean, they know how it works, but they don't know what other effects it's going to have on you. Oh yeah. So like, as far as like having kids and things like, I don't want to discourage anybody from getting it, mm-hmm. but he just put this in the air and I was like, oh shit. Well, they don't know because they're, it's, it's, it's like anything like, um, oh, I was talking so I used to work at this facility, a retirement home, and uh, one of the occupational therapists that worked there, she was telling me that like we were talking about like the eye surgery where like you what what is it La- LASIK. La- LASIK yeah she's like people don't really even know the long term effects of LASIK yet because it's still kind of a new thing even right. though it's been it seems like it's been around forever it hasn't been around long enough to know what the long term effects of it is right so. It, where the flu shot's different. We know what the flu vaccine is and we yep. know like the long-term effects of that and there really aren't any. Usually when I get the flu shot, I get sick every year. Yeah, a lot of people say that. I I don't, well, not but, wood, but yeah, I, I usually don't. But um, yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. I hope it doesn't and, fuck up my spermies. Well, I don't even know if know. we're getting this thing. We're considered essential workers, but or, uh, but I don't I don't know if they're gonna give it to us or not. So, which seems so stupid to me. But well, it's crazy because I I was like reading this article about how frontline workers might mm. not be getting it because they don't know the effects of it yet. Right, and which it's it's almost like this fifty fifty thing with people where it's like, well, maybe you guys shouldn't get it because we don't know the long term effects, and if there is a long term effect, like we Listen. don't want you guys to be sick. But then it's like, but you guys deserve this first. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I'm not a frontline worker, so I don't really know what my stance would be if I was. I like to think that I'd probably want the vaccine, especially if I was taking care of people. I think I would, too, just to be on the safe side. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's interesting. Listen, I know a few people that should just get that thing either way just because. Yeah. If it does knock out your spermies, you probably shouldn't reproduce anyway. That's what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Your spermies. Your spermies. That's what I call them. And we spermies. <laughs> people don't like that. But yeah. So here we are in COVID. Where we live is shut down until January 4th. Yep. 
No, so, can't go out to eat, can't do, well, which I get. You know, I had a, I was peeved about this a little bit and I'm not, I'm about not, not being able to go. No, no, out. no, not, not, a, not that. This past weekend was so, so, the area that I live in is usually not like super crowded. I mean, sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't, it's hit or miss, but it's not usually like crazy. Right. But you know, it's the holidays, but there were so many people out that. And I don't think that you should go out like to eat. I don't think you should like it's not like a necessity to do these things. So if they tell you not to, you shouldn't do it. Right. But there are so many people out that I just find it almost insane that that's like the thing that we're we're really like focusing on. The restaurants is the restaurants. So and I'm like I'm like this is fucking nuts. There's so many people out there going to fucking like Target was packed because it's Walmart Christmas. because it's Christmas. Right. But I'm like I'm thinking to myself I'm like. I don't know. I don't so, know. I don't know what the answer is, but I'm the, like, it's just insane to me that there's this many people out and and, and the restaurants and the, are the restaurants are the thing that we're like really focusing on, even though they have all these things in place that that would make them even, almost safer than going to a Walmart or a Target. So uh, I agree. Um, so here's my thing um, with the restaurants. One, I know I were I've worked in the restaurant industry for so long, so I know a lot of yeah. people and. A lot of these restaurants weren't doing well already. You know what I mean? You mean before before Be- everything before happened? the shutdown? Yeah. So it, it, I think the thing that bothered me about that was like one, they're not doing well. So like, y- yes, you don't want to shut these places down who are already struggling. Mm-hmm. But once places got shut down, everybody and their mother was like, "We need to support local business, and we need to do this, that, yep. and the other." And it's like you should be supporting these businesses Regardless, all year yeah. long despite a pandemic or covid or anything like or they're the same thing i don't know why i just yeah. said that <laughs> but like you should be going out and supporting your local businesses anyway like there shouldn't have to be these shutdowns that happen and then you're like well what about local businesses well you should have been doing this you should have been doing this yeah. before like it's just that's what bothers me and i think it bothers me because like let me get on my high horse for a minute i do support a lot of local businesses 100 like, percent, you do i yeah. do i do and like when well I, again you were in the restaurant business or, I, in, in, around the area that we live in so i mean but, you know a lot of the people that work at these places but even like if it isn't the restaurants like even just like the little stores around town or whatever like i always like tried to make it a point to go into like these stores i wouldn't go into all of them because some of them don't have anything for me but like but especially around this time of year i would go out and like make it a point to like if i'm getting somebody a present i'm gonna go to this local like comic book shop or this local like art shop or wherever and get people gifts from there crystals crystals (laughs) yeah exactly but i mean but i would do it like at least twice a month i would hit some of these shops so it's kind of, for me, it's a little frustrating to see that side of it where people are like, well, what about these businesses? And it's like, well, how much did you support them before? Yeah. So it, that part's annoying, but I understand it because I, I like, because I like really struggled with it too, because I'm like, it's Christmas time. You're shutting down restaurants, servers. This is all they have. There's no assistance from the government at this point. Like, and if you're getting unemployment, you're probably not getting a lot if you're a server. Yeah. Because uh, of you make two eighty three an hour or whatever, yeah. so I really like was upset about that aspect of it. But at the same time, it's just like this is the only thing that our state government can control. And it, yeah, I mean, I get it. I just it just seems I don't know, it just seems crazy. No, it me. is crazy because then you drive past places like Walmart and Target, and it's like these motherfuckers are packed. 
like yeah. what but then like when i think about it in the like i've been i've been into some of these restaurants since the covid shutdown so like we opened back up in june mm-hmm. and i was working in like the two restaurants that i had worked at at the time and people weren't wearing their masks and people were touching everybody and people were doing all this stuff that they shouldn't be doing and and the businesses only can control so much and uh, i don't know it's a really tough spot it is it, it, I, I don't know i just go crazy i think i was a little pissed because there was so much fucking traffic and i was trying to work but yeah i was too. like i i just couldn't believe how many people were out and i'm just like this is insane because at the beginning of this like so okay if you haven't already guessed this i drive a lot for my job and i i just burped into the I mic did you that. hear that my it was gosh. like a, it was like a weird gurgle You're burp like gurgling the dog like, snoring Whoa. crazy shit's happening over here <laughs> but yeah, so at the beginning of this, like when I was out on the roads and there was no one, I was like, holy shit, this mm-hmm. is fucking insane. Yeah. I mean, it was kind of nice. I'm like, oh, nobody's out on the street. Nah, nah, nah. But now that, you know, I don't know, everybody just has their own opinion. And now things are kind of going backwards and we're getting spikes and and there's crazy shit happening. And, yeah. And it just seems like there's more people out than ever, obviously because of, you know, the holidays. But yeah. I don't know. It just... it. It just kind of frustrates me. It is you know? frustrating. If I didn't have to be out, I wouldn't be out. But yeah, it's just it's just how it is. Well, I think that's. Uh, I think we covered. Yeah, I think we covered why, why Bree's not. Here. We haven't told you guys a story yet about surviving life, but and we we're not going to because we're going to take a break. We, we, are, <laughs> fuckers. we are, are going to take a break, but yes. I, mean, I didn't mean fuckers. I'm but sorry. I guess we've told you about how we've been surviving. So, um, yeah, we're going to take a break and we will be right back. Um, All right. And we're back. And we're back. Welcome. Welcome. Thanks for sticking that out with us for the first. Yeah, I got a super head rush now. I just smoked <laughs> a cigarette and I'm feeling weird. I don't usually smoke. It's fine. Brittany's influencing me. Well, you know, smoking's bad, but it's it's fine. But it tastes so good sometimes. All right. So we're going to do something a little bit different. Um, This whole episode's going to be a little bit different. Um, yeah, we kind of, you know, we, we went on a little tangent there. We did. We but t- I, actually, I liked it. I liked we, it. We told you guys about what we're doing and how basically we've been surviving. And yep. we told you about Bree. So... We have a story for you guys. Um, Brie has a story for you. I'm going to chime in when I can. I'm not Brie. I'm Brit. Oh, my God. See, this is the <laughs> fucking problem. These goddamn bees. We were just talking about Brie. I I hate myself sometimes. I do this often. Oh, it's fine. You know, it, my I remember my grandmother growing up would always be like, Brittany, RJ, Toya. Who is it? I'm turning into my dad. This is what he does with us. He doesn't remember well, which one he's All my sisters at. have K's. They're all K's. Yeah. Kim, Kelly, Katie. My and mom's then, Kathy. Yeah. So he constantly, well, when we were younger, he used to do that shit. And I'm slowly turning into that. Isn't it funny God. to watch yourself kind of transform re- into your parents? It does, but it frustrates the shit out of me that it's I do shit like that. I do it with you and Brie all the time. Well, and we I have can't. very similar first letters of the name it's fine it bothers the shit out of me i'm getting old guys i just had my 33 my 33 year my thir- see i can't even speak dirty 30 my third third birthday <laughs> all right okay so the story we're gonna tell you guys we i i feel like we've been kind of like going with this what's relevant in our lives right now what's mm-hmm. kind of been happening throughout our year 
So we're going to talk about Chadwick Boseman. Oh. Yes. Wakanda forever. I know. And and so for me personally, this story or his his passing, I should say, it, it really, I was like really affected by it. Like he passed on a Friday and then that whole Saturday, I bawled my eyes out. Like I'm not even kidding. I bawled like a fucking baby. Yeah. And I don't normally do that when a celebrity passes. Like I get sad and I'm just like, oh my God. Like I, I, I've had a few. Uh, be, well, you know, all right, you know me. I'm, yeah. I'm, 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 You're a, a movie I'm a movie whore, and I love like you know, uh, I, I don't know. I, I get super emotional with that kind of stuff. Right. But like you know, Harold Ramis got me. You know, uh, when Robin Williams passed, Heath Robin Ledger. Robin Williams got me. Ended. A lot of these people, I had like yeah. they had certain effects on me. Chadwick was one of them. I was actually in bumfuck. I was at my uh, one of my one of my really good friends, one of my best friends. Uh, had his bachelor party dan yeah and i was up in the boonies i didn't really have any service but that came through on my phone and another one of my 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 good friends adam he he's a movie buff as well and i like i showed him my phone and i'm like this can't be fucking real right because it was so sudden and like nobody knew that he was sick yeah so i'm like what the fuck happened like i couldn't I, i i i was almost like in disbelief i couldn't i just couldn't believe i think it. that's how a lot of people felt and for me i was just like uh, man the timing of his passing too like with everything that was happening in the world with like all the protests and like black lives yeah. matter it was like uh, this person who represents so much for so many people like for the first time uh little kids got to see somebody who represented them and yep. adults adults got to see somebody who represented them in such a positive light and then he was just gone yeah without well, any warning i just remember when did that movie come out like three years ago 2018 2018 so it was like a couple years ago but he was introduced in like 2016 yeah, 16, or 17 yeah, yeah, he I was think introduced civil in war, civil he, war yeah, yep but I just remember when that movie came out and how like impactful it was yeah. to everyone. I mean, it was huge, yeah. huge, huge. But I, 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 shortly before he passed, I remember seeing a picture of him. And after figuring out why he actually had passed away, yeah, I felt so bad because I saw the picture of him. I thought maybe he was doing it for a movie or something. Right. But he, lo- he did not look good. And I no. remember just saying something kind of shitty and being like, oh, man, he looks like crap. Yeah. But- I, and I, you know, I, I feel bad about it now, but I, I just, I don't know. You know, he, he uh, he's definitely an actual hero. I he mean, is. that guy is. Um, so, um, I'm going to just start with the MTV movie awards. Mm-hmm. Um, a few years ago he got like best hero. It yep. was probably 2018 or 19, whenever yeah. that movie it was probably 19. It was probably right after And he gave his award away to somebody who was an actual, like who actually did something. Oh, no heroic. shit. I didn't yeah. know that. Um, I can't remember this person's name off the top of my head, but like, yeah, that's what, like he, he, he was like, this is great or whatever, but he gave his award away. So, but like, but he was, he, for, that's the kind of guy he was. Exactly. Though. And you're right. Like, for so many people, like he himself was just an actual hero. So we're going to go over well, his it story. Just, it just makes it that much more 
it, it just it, makes it that much sadder because he was he was that guy. Yeah. And for him to you know what I mean, and he fought through all of this. Yeah. And he did so many great things. And, and then for and then just to hear go. hear stories that came out after that, and you're like, okay, this guy was a fucking saint. Yeah. Like he really was. He was. So I'm just gonna dive right in here. Mm-hmm. Um. So he passed August 28th, and he passed from colon cancer, which is like rough. I I that's my, one of the worst. My grandfather passed from colon cancer. Now, I never met him because he passed before I was born, but it was my mom's dad and he passed from colon cancer. So get your colonoscopies and do all that shit that you need to do. Got to do it. But okay, so let me just kind of dive right in here. He was born November 29th, 1976 in Anderson, South Carolina. He was the son of Carolyn and Leroy Bozeman. Um, His mother was a nurse and his father worked in a textile factory. Fellow Scorpio, my man. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, because your birthday is the 30th. 20th. Come on. Shit. I even, this is, so this is embarrassing because like the one day that we were supposed to record and we couldn't, it was the day that we found out Brie had COVID was on DJ's birthday. My birthday. And I bought all these balloons and I stuck them in the studio and I had his present set up and everything. And this is embarrassing that I forgot when you Yep. Okay. All right. It's Very fine. Very forgetful. Well, here we are. You know, I'm 35. I, I can't... forget your name, so it's okay. Yeah, here we are. All right. So he graduated from high school in 1995. He played he was he played on the basketball team. He and Wait a minute. Oh, that's it, one of your is balloons. Is that one of the balloons? So, yeah, the other balloons. <laughs> it's still on the, the ceiling. The other balloons? I just um, looked up. We we inhaled the helium out of and then we recorded with the helium, <laughs> <laughs> which might be some bonus content for you guys. We don't know, but um sorry. So he he played basketball and in his junior year, he wrote his first play. It was called Crossroads, and he staged it at school like after one of his classmates was like shot and killed hmm. so that i that's kind of like his first like it, you, you said he grew up in north carolina south, south carolina, carolina. Okay. anderson south carolina and then he went to howard university in dc and he graduated in 2000 with a bachelor's in fine arts and um directing he he uh, correct me if i'm wrong but he he still wrote plays even yes. after, like, he was still doing that, right? I yeah. feel like I heard that. He he was. So he graduated and, like, Felicia Rashad from The Cosby Show. She was the mom. Okay, yeah. She was one of the mentors there. Um, and she was one of the people who helped raise funds so that, like, Chadwick and, like, his other classmates could go to this Oxford um, program, like, mid-summer program in England. And then Denzel Washington. Is yeah, one of the okay. People, I I heard. Yeah, I heard right, about that one. Who um, donated to this program at the British American Drama Academy? And um, as we now know, uh, Ma Rainey's uh, Black Bottom came out, and Denzel produced that. So things mm-hmm. kind of like that just came out. It right? just came out on Friday. Netflix. I started to watch it on Friday. I actually started to watch that while I was writing this. Okay. Like, and I um I ended up turning it off because I couldn't focus because yeah. I was like so engaged in the movie. 
So I like ended up turning the movie off, but it's it's just funny how things like that kind of come yeah full circle. Well, but that's like his last like yeah. Well, and he, I, I I the reason I know that I think I feel like I saw like a clip of something. He he actually like gave Denzel a, an award and he told did. that story, didn't he? He did give the, he did give him an award and he told that story and. It was heartbreaking. I mean, so watching it just because it was, I, I don't know. He's just such a wholesome person. And he it was is. a great, great, like, so humble. story. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, sorry. No, you're good. <laughs> he started out in school. His career was initially, he wanted to write and direct. Like, that's that was his start. Like, that's what he was going to school for. And... Um, he started studying acting so he could learn how to relate to the actors, mm-hmm. which I think is like such a cool thing to like want to hone your craft that much that you're like, you know what? I need to know what it's like on the other side of this. Cause I feel like just in everyday life, people don't necessarily do that. Cause you work for these corporations, whether you're a server or you're somebody who works in a grocery store or whatever. Yeah. A lot of the people above you don't necessarily yeah, they they don't see it from the other they side. They don't see it from the other side. So mm-hmm. I I I just thought that was like an interesting little tidbit. It is a lot of the a lot of the the good directors do that. They'll take those acting classes and they'll do that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Just, just so, so they, they can, know just how so to do know. it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, in a lot of and a lot of even even actors that you see turn directors. Mm-hmm. That's why they're good at like it. Like John Favreau. Like John Favreau. Like uh, Ben Affleck. Like these so, guys, they're really good at it because they they've been on the other side of it. Can we take a sidebar? Oh. So I watched. Um, the movies that made us the Christmas edition. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that Elf was John Favreau's first movie that yeah. he directed. A, well, uh, I don't think it was the first. Not one the he first. Directed. He, he did one before that, but it wasn't like great. It was called Made. Okay, but this was like the first like big. This box was the office. first. Yeah, this was the first thing that he. Yeah, and I I was so blown away by that. I was like, that's so fucking awesome, and that movie just speaks for it. Fucking, it's yeah. Fucking he solid. just wanted to make a Christmas movie. Yeah, and yeah. he fucking did it right. And that was at the beginning of. Will Ferrell's, you know, I mean, that's kind of what made, you know, blew him up. It's so weird because I just like, it's like, I can't remember a time. When Will Ferrell wasn't like famous. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not not famous, but like he. But I remember watching him on Saturday Night Live too as a Mm -hmm. kid. So it's just like, he's just always been there type of thing. So when I I went back and watched that, I was like, oh yeah, there was like a time when Will Ferrell wasn't Will Ferrell. Yeah. hundred percent. so weird. Yeah. Um. So anyway, after he returned from that program, that drama program in Oxford mm. or whatever. Um, well, and also Oxford, that's like a big deal, right? I mean, like, yeah. over, you know, it's in, yeah. in London, England yeah. somewhere. Yeah. And that's like the, that's the cool thing about Chadwick Boseman is that he. Cultured. He's cultured, but he also is just so good at what he does. Like to get into a program like that. You can't just be some run-of-the-mill person who's just kind of going through the motions. You have to be good at what you're doing. So um, he returned from the Drama Academy in England, and then he graduated from New York City's Digital Film Academy. And then when his career started, he lived in Brooklyn, and he worked as a drama instructor at Schoenberg Junior Scholars Program, Mm -hmm. um, housed at Schoenberg Center for research of black culture in Harlem. So um, So he really immersed himself in that culture too. He did. Yeah. yeah, so he was like all about that, which again is like one of the things that made his death so heartbreaking because like it's just uh, fucking Black Panther died. But well, yeah, I mean Black Panther and when most. you and when you actually do a deep dive like this yeah. and you realize that like 
there couldn't have been anybody else that played that role. Like, Nobody. why would there be? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, when you think about, I mean, even when he got cast, even if you were like, oh, I don't, I, who, who is he? Because yeah. I, I mean, I remember saying that. It'd be, I'm like, I don't really. I mean, I saw the, the Jackie, Jackie Ro- yeah. but that was that was about it. And then, but you know, after here, you know, when you hear things like that, you're like, okay, who else could have played him? Nobody. Nobody. And um, it's funny because I don't think that they were casting Black Panther. Um, just from articles that I've been reading, like they're they're gonna do something. Oh, they're not gonna recast, but they're not gonna recast no. T'Challa, which I am so grateful for. But at the same time, I did see this thing that was like, well, Batman was recast how many times? So like, Spider Man was recast or revamped or whatever. So it, I'm always I'm I'm kind of torn between how I feel about that because it's like Marvel's different. Marvel is different, but like, but like, I mean, Spider Man's Marvel, so it's like you have your Toby that, and you have that's true, Andrew but Garfield, and now you have. I feel like if because what's his of name, Tom Tom Holland Tom Holland, so like the universe that they're in, there are so many. Yeah, the Spider Verse is a little bit different. There's I guess. so many different like um, characters that have that that have like passed the torch. Yeah. That they can go in certain directions. So I, I don't, I don't, you know, I was obviously really I don't think they're going to, but like, I don't think they would either. I hoped that like Michael B. Jordan, like they could rewrite the script somehow where he didn't die. Where he didn't die. He's the only person that could take over from that's, him, in my opinion. That's my opinion yeah. too. And I like, I was just like, I remember talking about it so much and being like, if Michael B. Jordan played him or not even black or like they wouldn't even have to recast T'Challa. They could just turn Michael B. Jordan into yeah uh, but who knows from whatever his character who's to was, say what's yeah. gonna happen we don't know mm-hmm. but anyway so let me get back to it yep um he acted in multiple stage productions he also directed and wrote plays so you're right he did continue to like do this kind of stuff and he like he also like directed and produced a short film and then that's ooh. all that's also another thing that like as being a a movie fan movie buff movie nerd that hurts because he was so like his aspirations went beyond acting obviously right. like he got into it to mm-hmm. be a director or a writer mm-hmm. and we won't be able to see any of that because nope. i i mean that's obviously where it was going like yeah. he was using the acting to do what he actually wanted to do mm-hmm. was be a writer director mm-hmm. and you know it's just so sad it, it's really sad to think about it's kind of like so for me i've always been like a james dean fan mm. yeah, like my, yeah. Oh, my whole life and he's and only been he was only ever in like two movies right three movies three movies three movies and and it to me like it's kind of like that's kind of the feeling that i have about chadwick boseman except i'm living it in real time yeah so uh it's that what could have been and same with marilyn monroe like mm-hmm. she, now granted she had a career she had a bigger career yeah but it's just like what could have been it's like that only the good die young you know yeah. billy joel here we are just what what could have been mm-hmm. but so anyway in 2003 he had his first television role on third watch do you remember that show oh yeah i loved third watch <laughs> he he did like a guest appearance in that and he also landed a role on all my children but and i don't know if you ever watched his speech that he gave at howard university i watched it a few times i may have i'm not but sure but he speaks about this in his speech too he was fired for voicing his concerns about the racist stereotype um wow. like the character that he was playing he was just like this is like can we do something different with this character like it just doesn't make sense didn't make sense yeah. but he was recast by michael b jordan 
That's crazy. Isn't that like... That's crazy. It's like, it's so... It's funny just how the world works. I don't know. Yep. And he was also in Law and or- an episode of Law and Order, Cold Case, CSI, New York. He hit all the NER. usual suspects. Yeah, all the usual ones. And yeah. I think... I, and there's so many actors and actresses that like I've seen in those shows that like have gone on to be like mm-hmm. something. Not that that, you know, matters because I certainly well, can't act it, it in just any shows of those you shows, how long. But... It just shows you honestly how long he worked at his craft because, yeah. I mean, when did Jack... The 42 movie came out in like 2012, 13, 13. Yeah, 13. Yeah. Um, so in 2008, he moved to LA to pursue his acting career and he was on Lincoln Heights. I never really, and Persons Unknown, I never really watched either of those shows, but I remember them like. I'm trying to remember what Lincoln Heights was. <sighs> I, I don't, I don't know. know. I'm having like, I'm drawing a blank. I and am Persons too. Unknown, I couldn't even. I remember hearing about I feel like shows. Lincoln Heights, I, I maybe have heard about, but I don't know what the other one I is. never really watched them. Oh, here we are. I was more of a CSI. I was a CSI person, <laughs> ride or die. <laughs> like, Absolutely. Um, Michael Peterson, like the original CSI, that was oh, a yeah. dude. And then CSI New York was with Gary Sinise. Mm-hmm. And then CSI Miami with a guy with his sunglasses. Horatio, I don't oh, know the actor's God. name. David Caruso. <laughs> but like, I I, I remember. <laughs> As a redhead, I remember, he was the only one we had to look up to at that time. I remember like um, reading this article about how David Caruso in those scenes like would only do like his left side or his right side. I can't remember. His little fucking one-liners like before the side. commercial. Oh, yeah. He'd take off his I fucking sunglasses. I loved it so much. Yeah. Those were my jam. Uh, I loved CSI so much. I might have to do a CSI like binge. And remember Spike? It. They used to be on Spike. Like yeah, that's every how I watched them. Fucking day. Yeah, that's how I. Uh, that's how I started watching CSI like New York and Miami. I think because yeah. I like loved the original CSI. But yeah, I was an original. I watched the other ones, but the original was the best. It is the best. Um. So he did Lincoln Heights, Persons Unknown. His first feature film was The Express. The Ernie oh. Davis story. Did yeah, you football, watch football that? movie? Okay, so I never watched that. And when I was writing this, I was like, I know for a fact that DJ's gonna know what this is. Yeah, I, know. I was like, because <laughs> I, I was like, I, I didn't know, know he was in is. that. So yeah, he he's in it. So I like, I feel like I have all these like things now that I kind of want to go back and watch of his. Yeah. And then 2013, he got his breakthrough role. I'm doing air quotes. Mm. Um, in 42, the yes. Jackie Robinson movie. Great movie. And um, just a side note before this, he was considering giving up acting and just directing full time before he got this role. And then he was also in The Killing Hole that year. Have you ever heard or The Kill Hole that year? Have you ever heard of that movie? I have never heard of that. I haven't either. So I guess Jack, like the Jackie Robinson movie was like his big like, this is it. No wonder he wanted to give up. He was in The Kill Hole. And then, and then yeah. And then he got the Jackie Robinson But movie. like, I guess... So it, from what I gathered from everything that I was like researching was that like, you know, he gave up writing and directing or I, I don't even know if he gave it up, but he kind of that kind of took back, burner, back to burner acting. Yeah. Yeah. And then he got this role and, you know, 42 was a hit. And then in 2014, he did Get On Up, the James Brown movie. And um, I thought this was really interesting and I did not know this. He did some of his own singing and all of his own dancing for that mm-hmm. movie. And he like the how he like he watched like James Brown performances, obviously, to figure out how he like danced and spoke. 
And then um, he also sm- spoke with like Mick Jagger. Like, like I guess he like, I, I don't know the core, like I, I didn't have enough time to do like a deep, deep d- dive into this, but like, I just thought that was like an interesting little tidbit that he like spoke with Mick Jagger. Cause I'm wondering if like Mick Jagger. Oh, you mean like he spoke James to him Brown, as far as like getting insight on getting James into Brown. character. The, yeah. Okay. Which I thought was interesting. That's when I have to go back and watch. I, I never saw it. I haven't seen it either. I didn't see it. But it said like the, what I what I read was like he spoke with Mick Jagger before he um before deciding to portray like the hardest working man in show business, which I have like heard James Brown referred to as. And yeah. but then uh, you know I, I I guess I didn't do the deep dive because in my head it just made sense that like why wouldn't you speak to Mick Jagger because Mick Jagger is also a showman. Yeah. Like the fact that the like are the rolling stones still touring like well not now but yeah they but they, they were, were for like the this, longest yeah. longest time yeah and um <sighs> shockingly yeah and then um i found this quote it was from donald clark and he was an irish times film correspondent he said get on up tested every weapon in the actor's arsenal the performance confirmed the actor could do it all and do it all with style and I thought that was just so like uh, spoke so much to who Chadwick Boseman was. Is that like that really is like? Well, just hearing the person that he is, I am sure that he put all of his time and effort to becoming James, James Brown. Brown. Yeah, and like, and I'm I don't know if you've watched like any James Brown live performances ever. Yeah, they're in fucking tense. Oh, they're super intense. And he this man's sweaty. So sweaty. So sweaty. Oh my god. Oh, somebody give me a towel. <laughs> Like, <laughs> but, but like, and like, I, but I read that quote and I was like, this man is right. Like to sing, to dance and like the drama and just like all of it that like, you have to have to perform a character, not even a character to perform a real like human like Absolutely. that is insane. So yeah, to do those biopics is a, is a beast. Yeah. I can't even imagine throwing yourself into something like that. And then... He was also in Draft Day that year. Yep. Did you watch Draft Day? I did watch Draft Day. I know Draft you Day. did. Football movie. You football yeah. son of a bitch. <laughs> um, I, fig- I figured you had seen that. That's the Kevin Costner one. Mm-hmm. I remember when that movie came out, but I didn't know that he... I, I also didn't know that he, had he was pretty, in that he had, movie. He had actually like a significant role in that movie. Yeah, he, yeah. Had, uh, he did. And I just... I thought that was really cool, but I guess James Brown was like his big movie that year, mm-hmm. so it probably got like over like his role in Draft Day probably got overshadowed. Yeah, I didn't think it's the the role seemed a little uh, at that point a little beneath him just because he had done the Jackie Robinson movie and then he did James James Brown. Brown. Yeah, so that I mean, he might have done this before either one of those. Yeah, even came I didn't. Out. Like, I don't even know. But. So I did like I did like a mini dive into yeah. Chadwick Boseman because there it, it's it's. A lot, a lot of people have done that before they blew up like they'll have this the massive movie come out before like something that they did like yeah. a year or two before that and then it just seems like it's a smaller role yeah but i mean it was a significant role in that it was you know i mean kevin costner obviously took took that movie but yeah, yeah. He, had a, he had a pretty big role in it either way and then he also did gods of egypt oh yeah as Toth. and that my god i do not i I mean, I remember it now, but I'm like, that's wild. Because yeah. I, I just don't even remember him being in these movies. So and I'm like, holy shit. It's it's funny how like an, an actor's career kind of progresses because it's like uh, you they do all these roles, but like 
you just a stick in the Marvel universe. Like you take someone like Robert Downey Jr. Unless you're somebody who knows your movies, Robert Downey Jr. to you is Iron Man and that's it. That's it. Well, especially now. I mean, that's yeah. that's all anybody ever knows him for. Yeah. 100%. But he did so much more than that. So much more. And His he, shit, I'd be a little more versed on. I've seen all these movies that Chadwick, except for Get On Up, and I've seen them all, but I don't, I'm having a hard time placing him in, in yeah. any of these movies. I remember now the gods of Egypt. Yeah. But I'm like, if you would have asked me, gun to my head, I'd have been like, oh, I don't. I'm well, not, it's kind of like, that. um, who was it? Rami Malek, who played Freddie Mercury. Like mm-hmm. he was in the um the Night at the Museum movie. Yep. <laughs> he was the he was the Egyptian the the King Tut or yeah whatever. he was King Tut. Yeah. And, and, but it's funny because those roles kind of you they get lost. And even if you know your movie, sometimes they get lost because yep. it's just like you know mm-hmm. you start going through the motions of this is who this person is now to me. Yep. So um. So yeah, he did that film and that film actually drew criticism because it was like a predominantly white cra- cast and it was in Egypt and like yeah. <sighs> he like and Bozeman like Chadwick Bozeman like agreed that like uh, I guess he like the African culture wasn't necessarily being represented in that movie and mm-hmm. that's why he kind of felt motivated to take that role to ensure that he was like kind of doing um he was representing justice and like yeah. representing descendants from Africa. So I thought that was kind of a cool little tidbit because he just, oh, that man. That's he one just, of those movies where they just shoved whoever was popular at the right. time in front of the camera, whether they were right for it or not. Yeah. Yeah. But for him, like he did personally agree with it, but he also was like, I'm going to be in this movie because somebody needs to be representing this culture. So what did I say? That was 2014. So this is 2016. And then there's Civil War. He makes his first appearance as T'Challa. And then he goes on to do Infinity War in 2019 and Endgame. Let me say this. When he he came in as T'Challa in uh, Civil War, I... I didn't know much about Black Panther, and mm-hmm. I mean, he, I don't think a lot of people did. He nailed it, and I mean, honestly, like the whole accent and everything else, it was great. Like I, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it, he really, 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 really got into it. Mm-hmm. I didn't really know who he was at that point. Yeah, I thought that's kind of. I, I was like, oh, that must be his, his actual accent. accent. Yeah. Because he really nailed it. So I mean, that's what I thought. With that accent, he actually came up with that. Because I don't think that's any kind of specific, like specific accent yeah. to Africa. Um, I don't know much about it. Yeah. All I know is like that I read that Trevor Noah book, like Born in Crime. Yeah. And Africa does have a lot of different languages and everything, but that accent is just kind of something that he came up with with like the director or whatever. Like they worked on it, and he's like, maybe this is how he should speak. Yeah. So that's awesome. Yeah. So in 2016, that's also the year that he got diagnosed with stage three colon cancer. So like (sighs) this fucking man, like it just, it blows my mind. So like you have this role that you're in the biggest, the biggest role role, and like you gotta, you gotta like put on this weight and you just gotta like get this muscle and you gotta. And he was too. He he was was. He was jacked in that movie. And like, uh, so this is just a sidebar like when he passed he passed on a friday and i like i make these like comic book collages sometimes so like after i'm done reading a comic book 
I'll put together a collage and I put one together and I usually just give them away, but I kept this one for myself and I hung it up in my room and I stuck it by my bed because I was like, this is who I want to be. Like, I want to like get like this man worked his fucking ass off. Like if I could get up every morning and even do 1% of what this man did with stage three colon cancer. Well, it's like it's an insane thing to get the best news of your life and then get also simultaneously the worst news of your life. Right. And he worked through it for four fucking years. Yeah. Like that's, that's insane. It is insane. And not, I, I, I I can't even think of any other human being on earth who would do something like that. It just, the drive and the passion and just everything behind that, just wanting to like push through whatever it is you're going through in life uh, to do something that your dream is just, uh, I, I, I can't like, I can't Whether he relate. knew it or not, he was, he, he was, he, he was the actual superhero. Yeah. Like, wh- you know what I mean? Whether like he it's, believed it or not. It, it's just, it's just. And yeah. that, and that again speaks to him because he doesn't, he probably never viewed himself that no. way and that's just uh, so humbling yeah it just it's it's insane so in 2017 he did the thurgood marshall um this movie, man was the king which of did you biopics. watch Thur- yeah. yeah he was and and that's another thing um, and he did them all so well that's why did. i say like his work ethic was probably insane yeah and to go as deep as he did with all these characters. And it's funny because I think that like um, he's been at like, I don't want to say I think he's been asked before in interviews like about doing these biopics and if he wants to be somebody who's known for doing that. And he just is picking the roles that he feels connected he to. He wants and to tell good right stories. To and wants to tell these stories and he knows that he can do it. So there was Thurgood Marshall and then he also did. And then obviously Black Panther, which we talked about. Yeah. We don't even really have to like dive into that anymore because we know that he did it. And he did 21 Bridges, which I haven't watched yet. With, I saw it there. Did you? Yep. That is on my list to watch. He did The Five Bloods. Duh. Duh D-A. Fly, Five, Five Bloods. Bloods yeah. Which I watched. And he is Storm and Norman in that. And he's just, he's great in it. Yeah. And um, one of the actors in that movie, I can't think of his name came out after Chadwick Boseman died and um, apologized because he, and he didn't even have to, which I thought was really cool. He like said that he was talking to his wife about how um, like in between scenes, Chadwick would like be getting like massaged or like whatever. Yeah. And he didn't know why, you know what I mean? And then he might've uh, thought maybe he was a little, uh, he like thought a he was, or yeah, something. that's, yeah, that's yeah, exactly yeah. what he said. And, in retrospect, this man was just in pain. Yeah. So it just, it was, it was, he didn't have that. This actor didn't have to come out and say anything about that, but he did. Cause yeah. he was just like, yeah, this is like, we didn't know, like, this is who he was. Like he would show up to set and like act his ass off and then be getting like therapy essentially yeah. in between shots. And then obviously his last film, which is Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Well, and to think about in between all these movies, he's getting chemo. Yeah. I, listen, I have, I, I, that, that used to be specifically was my job. I used to take chemo medicine to, to folks over at the cancer center. Right. And to, I've seen people getting chemo. Yeah. And it looks like the most, they're going through hell. They, they look sick. 
Yeah. They're not doing well. Yeah. I can't even, I can't, Which is probably I can't how, believe that he was getting this while he was doing these movies and, it's probably and going how through all he this. Looked. Yeah, I guarantee yeah. it. But for him, for him to put on that face and to have, to have no one know that he had it is fucking incredible. I, I don't know how someone is that strong. It speaks to him, but it also speaks to the people around him. Yeah. Because well, he he was he was the happiest person in the world, I'm sure. Because I'm not gonna lie, DJ. If you told me that like something was wrong with you, yeah, I would at least tell my mom and my dad. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I would tell my mom. I, I and RJ. I yeah. would assume that RJ yeah. would be in on that secret. But I'm like, sure. RJ is my brother, <laughs> FYI. But like, uh, I just uh, it to have those kind of people around you too. Yeah is so important and it's so rare and it really speaks to the type of human that he was because it's like he didn't want to pull the focus towards him he didn't and he and these people respected him so much because he probably just treated them so fucking well and like not in any kind of like here's money or any type of way he was just probably such a good person to them that they're like we're not going to fuck this like we're not going to tell your secret because this isn't our story to tell yep and like e- even going through this information with you, there isn't much on him. No, there really isn't. And I like I for hours <laughs> researched this man, and this is like everything I found about him. It's but because he just lived his life. He did, and he didn't live it publicly, no. which I appreciate so much because uh, I I don't kind of the epitome of surviving life. Yeah, like he. He he lived his life so purely, yeah, that that there was nothing to speak about. No, um, and in his personal life, um, he because uh, we went through his movie career, so like he married Ty- Taylor Simone. I almost said Tyler Taylor Simone. Um, they started dating in 2015. They got engaged, and in October of 2019, they got married in secret. And, um, well, yeah, because that was a thing too. Nobody knew he was married. Right? No. And yeah. what's funny is that, like, there's pictures of them at, like, probably a Lakers game, I'm sure, sitting courtside. And her ring's right there. It's just they didn't make a big deal about it. Yeah. It's not, it's which like, is so rare. It, that especially they don't for do celebrities. The, yeah. Like, yeah. It, it just, and maybe for him, it's because he wasn't well known, or maybe they got, like, uh, I, like, I, I don't know. Hmm. I don't know why that wasn't, like, on the cover of like some magazine yeah but for some reason it just wasn't big news and i remember after he passed people are like oh yeah here's a picture of them at a lakers game and here's her ring so it's just like i think he just tried to live his life as a normal person yep and not like uh, try i don't think he intentionally tried to be secretive i think that it just like well maybe he did and said they got married in secret but yeah but even the people that try to be secretive can't yeah yeah or maybe he just like maybe he wasn't big enough. Like I don't, you know what I mean. Like he wasn't like Brad Pitt level or like something like that. Like I don't know what it is. Or maybe uh, I don't know. I just I think that that is such an interesting aspect of who he was as a person that like nobody invaded his privacy like that. Yeah. Uh, or maybe he maybe really, had a little more respect than than I, other people did. You I know? was gonna uh, actually now that I'm thinking about it, it might just be the people that he had around him yeah. had more respect for him. Yeah. To not say anything. Um, but um he was raised like very Christian and was part of the church and like he was in choir and youth group and he had just a lot of faith and that's uh, 
you know, regardless of what anybody believes, like it's comforting to know. It's comforting to yeah. know, like, I like I'm I'm jealous of people who have so much faith. I am too. I things. wish I could put myself to not. I don't. I don't know. I I struggle with all that. I do too, and it it like I I wish that I had that much faith in yeah. something. Like no matter what it is. Like I, I would never judge somebody on their religion or anything like that. But no. I really wish that I had that much faith in something mm-hmm. to be like, I, I, I don't know. But anyway, um, so we're gonna talk about his activist work now because okay. he did a fucking lot. He supported the social justice incentives, uh, like Michelle Obama's when we all vote, and um, he like his last tweet was of Kamala Harris. Yep. I saw that. Broke my fucking heart. And I think this is before... Wait, no. Or is this when she got announced? I think it's CB when she candidate? got announced. Yes. So uh, he just... That was like his last Twitter post was that. And that's just so... It's kind of telling who he was. Yeah. It was, yeah. To, to the very bitter end. And he worked with the Jackie Robinson Foundation. And like he would frequent... Um, St. Jude's and other childhood cancer treatment centers to help children who had cancer. Can you fucking imagine? No. Like that's... you have cancer yourself yep. and you're just going out there and like. I feel like at, right after he passed, I saw like a video of him going to these places. Yeah. And I'm like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. Just right in I'm the like, fucking heart. Is, yep. Shot right through the heart. heart. Like it just, there's a video of him talking about it's like a minute long. I think it might be with like the Daily Mail or something. But it's like an interview that he was doing and he's talking about these two kids that he met who had cancer and he um and they were so excited for Black Panther to come out cuz it was like right before the movie came out and they passed before the movie came out and he's talking about it in an interview and he just takes a minute or like 20 to 30 seconds and just kind of stops in front of the mic and like his castmates are there and they're just like they have his hand on their back and he's just kind of sitting there like in silence and and that moment was so much more powerful after you saw it after he died because it was just like yeah he was like he literally could relate to these fucking kids and they passed before he passed like before the movie came out probably gave him even more of a passion to do what he was doing right because he knew what an impact he could have um so april 2020 he donated like 4.2 million dollars worth of ppe equipment to hospitals in um black communities like that were like like lower income areas he donated for like which is huge because we all know the effect uh, like what ppe was like at the beginning of this year yep and i didn't sanitizer fucking anything all of it yeah and he just donated 4.2 million dollars and i was just like that's something that i didn't know until i was started doing this research and i was like this is insane that this man is just like (sighs) so fucking generous um he helped with disney's black panther film marketing campaign for like um boys and girls club of harlem to pay for kids to like go see the black panther movie for free he helped raise money for that oh i think he didn't he he bought out like theaters for people and bust people in to go see these movies to see his movie yeah Yeah. it's insane and then he did a lot of promotion for himself like not for himself but i mean like in general for for everybody to go see this movie yeah that needed to see it yeah yeah um there's a Disney show that he also does like a voiceover on as Black Panther. I can't remember what it's called. What but if? What if? Yeah. 
Um, that's like, uh, so he did a few voiceovers for that. So I think there's a few episodes of that. Um, I'm going to have a quote from him. It's, you can never do, you can never go wrong when you invest in a kid's future. And I thought that was just so like, that like hit me in the heart when I read it. Cause I was just like, that's what he did. That's like what he did before he died. 100%. So he died August 28th. Well, and I think that's also why he was the best Black Panther. Yeah. Because he he literally just knew and he lived it. He was like, you know what? I'm going to make the most of this. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to make as many people happy as I possibly can. And I think that's, I think what else is so different about him is that like as an actor, you don't necessarily like know the role model that you're going to be. And he knew. Yeah. He lived, he he lived in those those moments. Yeah, absolutely. So I just, I thought that was so special. And then, so he died. So that's like, that's it. That's all I have for Mm -hmm. like his life. Um, he died on August 28th um, as a result of complications from stage four. So he started out with stage three in 2016, got to stage four. It's a dog. There's a dog trying to get into this room right now, ruining this special moment. It sounds like a fucking monster. Hold on. I gotta, I gotta get up and let the dog in. My good Lord. It's Chewy. Sounds like. Chewy breaking through. Oh, it's, Thea. it's Thea coming in like a bat out of hell. Okay, so let me get back to it. So okay, so where was I at? He died of stage four cancer during his time filming. He had surgeries and chemo, which is fucking bananas to make a movie or to me. Movies. It doesn't. I don't understand how he kept up his physique doing all this. Yeah, I, I, I don't it, It's mind-blowing to me. It is. I agree. Um, Because not... Uh, I couldn't do that. Like, if I have a sick day, like, bye. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just in bed. I'm like, oh, I have a cough. Um, well, and a lot of the... I mean, the diet for those things is, like, high protein. Oh, God. There's another oh, dog. Fucking dog. It's, it's literally raining dogs over here. Oh, there it is. All right. So, yeah. Yeah. So, like. Well, I mean, that's being on chemo, like, takes away most of your. It doesn't make you hungry. I know that. No. So, for him to be able to. I don't know. I don't know. It just blows my mind. It, he had to work so hard. Yeah. And um, so, he that was going to be the next thing that I said is that he lost so much weight. And he got ridiculed for that. People yeah, like bullied I, like him I, on the internet. Like I said, when I saw him well, shortly before he passed. It's one thing to look at somebody and be like, oh my gosh, they don't look very well. It's another thing to troll them on the internet. Yeah. And it just really goes to speak why you really shouldn't bully people because you never know what they're going through. 100%. And yet you're right. Like those last pictures of him, like his face is sunken in, like he's a tiny, tiny man. Yeah. But... um. I thought this was interesting. He died without a will. So everything that he had went to like his whole estate went is governed by California law. It didn't go to his wife. No, because he didn't have a will. And this is the other thing. And and this is also why I think he didn't really tell anybody like Marvel Studios didn't even know that he had cancer. Hmm. I think he thought that he was going to survive right. this cancer. Like he was going to survive his battle with cancer. And it just... 
it's so heartbreaking because like this man believed he was going to make it. Yeah. And didn't. But that's how much faith he had and that's how strong of a person he was. So I like I it's fun. It's weird to do a surviving story on somebody who didn't survive, but yeah, like but I he definitely think, did survive. But I think I mean, the way was... that he survived was by helping other people and yep. trying to just spread goodness and kindness and love and just be humble. I think even if he would have survived, he would have lived that life. That, yeah, that, I mean, that that's just who life, he was. I don't think it was just because he got cancer, but no, I, I believe that he lived a full life. He in lived. The, even in those four years that he had the cancer. And I think it just heightened everything that he did. It did. He really threw threw himself into doing doing much more than just acting. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I think um the thing that's interesting is even his friends who were actors didn't know like it he I I don't know. He yeah, just, I, it's still devastating to this day. It is. And it's so funny how much respect Hollywood has for him. Like, like uh, they're not. Well, like I said, I think they, ha- I think they had, I think they had a hell of a lot more respect for him than, than they did anybody even before they knew this. Yeah. Just because, of, like you said, you know, he didn't, he didn't get like, I don't know if it was paparazzi attention, whatever it might have been, but he, people didn't hound he him. He wasn't scandalous. I think. Well, he wasn't scandalous, and I also think that people kind of just respected him and like gave yeah. him the space. Yeah. You and, know, and he. Surrounded I, I think himself. they, I think people knew that they were dealing with somebody that one of their respected their private or like that, they respected his privacy they did but he had he, he was he, he didn't he didn't put on a show you mm-hmm. know he just lived his life he was genuine yes he was genuine absolutely so uh, yeah it's weird it's weird to do a story like this and i was kind of uh, i th- i said to you like i wanted to save him but uh, the, his story just felt like a good story to tell today. It's a good story, absolutely. And for me personally, I am just so inspired by this man. And after he passed away, I got my T'Challa tattoo. Yeah, you got a cool tattoo. I got, I, you got a sweet, sweet, sweet tattoo. It's really awesome. Maybe I'll post it one day so the listeners you can see it. Definitely should. But yeah, it and it's something that I kind of look at every day, and I'm like, for me, it's inspiring because I'm just like. If I'm having an off day, I look at this tattoo and I'm like, okay, I can fucking, I I can, whatever tiny little shit I'm dealing with, like, I can get through it. Yeah. So. Well, and I think that's what he was for a lot of people. And that's kind of where the surviving life comes in. He gives life to other people. Yeah. You know, through the things that he did, through the person that he was. I mean, the little kids, like, having funerals for, like, I just, oh. Right at There was some, there was some, like, I don't know, like, I'm, I'm, I'm big into like uh art i shouldn't say art but like you know that kind of stuff like yeah i I love movie posters and things like that it's art there was a hell of a lot of art that came out Mm -hmm. uh after he passed there's a painting in disney right now that they did of him they did a mural a mural yeah Yeah, that's what it was awesome but yeah that's all i got that's that's the story best fucking guy you got anything else i don't have anything else it was a great story i mean chadwick I don't know. Put you in your feels because he was such. He was just such a good guy. He was a good guy. You know, and he his legacy will live on forever and ever, forever and ever. And Wak- I think that's Wakanda forever. Wakanda forever. You're right. <laughs> Is that all we got, Deej? That's all I got. All right. Dogs. Dogs. All right. Well, hopefully, with the next episode, Bree will be back with us. Yes. Yes, we're going to have Brie back. Brie, not Brittany. See, I said that right. Yeah. Ah. 
But until then, you can um, find us on Facebook at Surviving Life, on Instagram at Surviving Life Pod, on Twitter at Surviving Life 15. And if you have a survival story that you'd like to share with us, you can email us at survivinglifepod at gmail.com. And we will retell your story, maybe, hopefully, one day. We'll see. That would be great if we like it. (laughs) (laughs) And our episodes are going to be available or are available on Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, and pretty much anywhere you get your podcasts. All the platforms. All All of them. So if you have time, please go over to iTunes and give us a five-star review because it really helps us survive or just tell a friend about us and help us keep the episodes going. Hell yeah. Check us out. All right. We'll see you guys later. Catch you on the next one. Thank you. Bye.